0: All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one, no one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome to this episode of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton, no Isaac Bayer today, no DJ Pig today. Thad, welcome back. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today.
0: Now, this is kind of weird because uh, this is one of the first times, and I guess we could have done something where this podcast was live, uh, because we're doing it on a Wednesday, actually pretty late into the Wednesday, and we're just going to put it together and release this episode, and I think fans will be fine, because it was either this or no episode at all, right? And so it's probably, it's better late than never, right? As I always say. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're the perfect person to pull in for today's topic. It's episode 249, so you're just one off of a big episode that we'll be having, I guess, next week. But at this rate, it's been kind of the, the to find that that steady pace and schedule that we used to have. It was used used to be every single week, and I'm sure you know that as an all you need to know fan. And there's just right. been some things going on out of our control that kind of keep us from from doing that exact same schedule. But thanks for being available. Thanks for being able to plug in. And I think this is going to be a really good topic. Uh, and I don't think it's going to take too long either, which is always a good thing. So uh, right. uh, update update the All You Need to Know fans on, on what you've been up to since the last time you were on. And I can't remember exactly what uh, we we did last time, but I know it wasn't too long ago.
1: Uh, I want to say the last one I was on had to do with, like, favorite moments, I think. Uh, I think that was a spectacular episode. It could have been. Uh, since then, gosh, uh, my life doesn't change at all. Uh, yeah. It's not exciting at all. Uh, the only reason I'm here right now, able to talk at 4, what is it, 448, 5 o'clock, uh, is the snow and ice keeping me down. Now, of course, I'm, I'm vigorously answering student emails Throughout the day but after three o'clock and i gotta cut myself loose you know it's yeah guy, exactly stressed yeah. out yeah you clock kids. in
0: you clock in and you clock out but a great teacher molding the youth you are at that beginning so mm-hmm. uh and and i i know that your students know a little bit about uh maybe your interactions with the all you need to know fan fan base now i don't want to Say that that's the reason why there's been a bump in numbers. I think that there are other right. reasons that that we that we've seen that bump. I think it's the the experience and the Im- improving on uh, the podcast and everything with it. But it it definitely doesn't help or it definitely doesn't hurt. If you,
1: if you look at our demographic, I would say on the, on the website, I would say eight to twelve year olds is a good chunk of it, and I feel like that's also because like that's where the generation they look to, you know, for wisdom and guidance.
0: Yeah. And wisdom and guidance is really the the specialty here at All You Need to Know. And I, I think that that's something that we could probably put on our website, maybe just right as soon as you you show up to the to click on the URL, wisdom and guidance here at All You Need to Know. And so what we're doing today, another fun part about this episode one being, like I mentioned earlier, it's so late in the day. This is not normal, right? We're, we usually p- record it maybe two months before we actually release it. Now we're posting it on the day of, right? And there are going to be some things that we talk about that are a little bit topical. You might have actually just hit on something uh, that we might talk about. But what we're doing today, and that has no idea what we're talking about. We're going to go through right. five different topics that don't deserve their own episode, but are still worthy of talking about. And that's a okay. lengthy title. And Thad is going to carry a lot of that on his shoulders, but I made sure to pick out different things that I felt like Thad would be comfortable talking about. So with that being said, Thad, are you good with jumping in? Would you like any more clarifications or are we good to roll the topic transition?
1: I'm absolutely terrified. Let's do this.
0: Okay. So this is episode 249, 249, Five topics that didn't deserve their own episode. I'm going to go ahead and throw some out here. And I sometimes whenever I do these podcasts, I feel like I'm just talking and talking. And then whenever I need somebody to say something, I throw it to them, right? I don't really want to feel like that anymore. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. I'm trying to make sure that I'm more of a co-host rather than a host. So the idea for this came uh, as I was kind of you know trying to figure out, am I going to do the podcast today or not? And I said, this is something where we've thrown it out. We're not sure if we should dedicate a whole episode to it yet. Uh, We're not sure if these topics can stand alone by themselves. And so these have just kind of been in the recycling bin, right? They come up, we say, could we do this? Then we say no. And so we throw it right back. Now, this is the perfect opportunity to spend maybe four, four four-ish minutes, five-ish minutes. I'll be trying to move you along at a a good enough pace and I'll be asking questions, but uh, these are five topics that didn't deserve their own episode. And what we're going to start out with first, something that you and I have actually had a lot of really good conversations about uh, the end of The Walking Dead, the, the TV series. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to cover first. Now, I know that it stretched 11 seasons in almost a decade, if not a decade. So you have about four ish minutes. Uh, to kind of talk about the end of The Walking Dead on AMC. And it ended back in November, I think, or or December. Um, so yeah. try not to spoil anything, but at the same time, sure. the end of The Walking Dead, it was such a cultural, impactful show. Then people stopped watching it, right? Kind of pick up there and, and, and explain that a little bit. Let me just start off with Thank God
1: that's the topic.
0: I was getting terrible. I
1: thought we are going to get political, and I was like, I'm going to – this is going to Oh, work. no, 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 uh, no, But it's The Walking Dead. Thank goodness. Uh, gosh, The Walking Dead. I uh, watched it when it first came out as a small child. You know, Put a timer on the TV. Parents would – it was late after my bedtime. I turned it off. I heard footsteps and turned it back on. Great show. How did it end? Uh, terrible. Um, my thoughts on it are just simply that you have some great characters. You drug get the show out because it's a long show. It's a long story. But realistically, when it comes to acting, that's not how it works. You got people that have lives. They want to get to things. So because of that, you drug the show out. Uh, You you lost some major actors. You didn't work with them enough or or have a schedule enough that fit them. So what you have to do, you had to kill people off that we cared about. And what happens when you do that is you start to lose. It's like The Office loses Michael Scott. That's tough. That's Mm -hmm. a toughie. Uh, The show is still good, but it's different and it just doesn't have the same flavor that it had when michael scott was there that's what i mean that's a good point
0: because the office comes to rings a bell whenever you say like having a main character leave Uh, another thing the that 70s show whenever topher grace's mm -hmm. character left i think i kind of disconnected from it i was like that was really the one of the main reasons why i was here and so you're alluding to the fact that rick grimes andrew lincoln's character in the Walking Dead. Ended up having some other things going on, and he left the show even though he stuff, was the main character. Things he had stuff and things, right? And so, would uh, you credit mm-hmm. that departure to the The Walking Dead kind of stumbling to the finish line? Yes, I mean, it's a, you got
1: him. You have Coral, and when you lost Coral, uh, that also hurt a lot. You took a lot of things, and then with you know they had tough things. They had the comic books, and they're trying to be their own thing from the comic books, but at the same time. The comic books were great, and not many people really did read them. You had know, a large, you could just follow that storyline. Uh, they try to get a little crazy, and at the same time, that like, there was no reason they didn't have competition for them to get crazy. And for some reason, they decided they just need to really go out to the lines. And because of that, you have a show now that just ended in a in a limpy fashion, a limpy limpy finish. It's like uh, in Talladega Nights, the car crashes, and him and the with the Pierre, I don't know, isn't they just? And they're just absolutely torn to shreds. It doesn't count as a win by NASCAR rules,
0: uh, but it just it wasn't pretty because you had to fix these problems. I think it was kind of like you you see a a marathon runner holding their hamstring, just barely Mm. getting to the end of that that marathon finish line. Just brown stains in his pants. Because it was a it was a marathon. It was a long track. Yeah. Something that we touched on was I am now twenty-four years old, but whenever I first started watching that, I was in middle school. I mean it, it's uh, a it's a yeah, maybe even two thousand nine, I think. I watched, it. Ten, was it? I watched it from the second season on, so there were ended up being 11 seasons, and even in the last couple of seasons, I kind of fell off as far as like making sure I made it a point to watch right. it, because there for a while, it was appointment television, oh, Walking Dead's on at, at 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock, Yeah, I gotta turn that on. As Sorry, as PM on. Church, I'm going yeah. to watch The Walking Dead. Sorry, Sunday Night Football, you're out. But then yeah. slowly I was like, I'd rather watch Sunday Night Football and then I'll catch up on The Walking Dead. And then I just kind of got behind. Um, right. But then not to spoil too much, but of course, we mentioned Rick Grimes left the show. It's it's way too long ago now to say that this is a spoiler. He left the show as in like he left. He didn't die. He just left the show. And so now right. he's still alive. Do you feel it's a little bit of a cash grab to bring him back and and, and set up another TV series with him as a lead? Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, they got really annoying with the last couple seasons saying like, this is the final season, but this final season is going to span three regular seasons. So even though it's called the final season, it was still like three seasons, all yeah. that. And then they spend many episodes promoing their other spinoff shows. It's just now it's gotten to the point where it's not even about the story. It's not about wrapping up the story. It's just about making sure that there is enough platforms out there when this is over to continuously draw money for the next couple of
0: decades off this one story. Right. And I think that that's where they lost a lot of people. Um, But a show now transitioning to the next topic, a show that's gaining a lot of people that's kind of in that same familiar universe of apocalypse. And after uh, the world ending kind of thing, the last of us people Mm, are raving about the last of us. Now we've got another four minutes, right? This is the next topic that we're going to be covering. Mm -hmm. Uh, No spoilers on this one, because this show is very new. Um, But just kind of talk about how hard it is for a show like The Last of Us, which is based on a video game, to make that transition into a TV show. Or, you know, sometimes video games have tried to make the transition into movies, right? And oftentimes there's a disconnect. And sometimes there's an issue because you're familiar with the video game storyline, so why would you go watch it again in a different format? But The Last of Us seems to be kind of nailing it. I've loved it so far at this point, there's only been three episodes that have come out and I think it's been beautiful. And it's, it reminds me a little bit of the early walking dead, right? Where you could tell that it was about the story. You're learning more about the characters and uh, the the gesture that you're making right now. Let's not touch on anything like that because you said you didn't want to get political. I'm just telling you. And, and that, that is referencing possibly that the latest episode, like I said, episode three, uh, that just came out. But talk a little bit about what they've done so far and where you see that going with The Last of Us. I mean, doing an adaptation is hard. Historically, a movie
1: that's good, being a video game is hard. A video game being a movie is hard. A book being a movie is hard. All these things are difficult to do. Uh, what The Last of Us has really done a good job of is that you, you, you've you played to both audiences so far, except episode three, that was the first time they went really off of the beaten trail. Right. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so th- other than that, they they've played to both audiences. They've, they've allowed the show to look very, very similar to the video game, which really uh, excites people who just want to see that story in live action and love the video game as it was. And then it's, you've got the people who've never played a video game just looking at a story and, and enjoying the story for what it is. And they've done a really good job because I found myself, I've only played the maybe the first three hours of the first game. I'll be honest, I, I play video games, but I get to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I'm so tired of crouching around and being sneaky. Uh, so it wasn't my favorite game, but I had to go back for fun and watch the. this on YouTube. There's a side-by-side cuts of the scene from the game and the scene from the show. And you watch them and they're almost exact, so close, which is just really cool to see. Uh, and they're just, they got great actors too, out the gate. I think we about The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead took a bunch of people who really we didn't know anything about yet. And now they've gotten big. Where The Last of Us is taken people who are already well-established. I mean, it's HBO. you got people from The Game of Thrones, like that. And they're
0: now taking them.
1: And we already love him before the show starts.
0: I think I think I'm at the point now where if Pedro Pascal does anything, I'm in. Right. I mean, it's as simple as that. And he's in The Mandalorian. Right. And that's that's coming out soon. Um, So at some point where I was talking to somebody about this, The Last of Us started up uh, this past month in January. uh, And it's I don't know how many episodes, eight or nine, I think maybe 10 i have no idea actually i I, I looked it up at some point but i've since forgot so that's going to roll into maybe april right and then the mandalorian season three with pedro pascal starts march 1st so you're going to have probably eight months of pedro pascal of your Mm. life in 2023 and i'm all for it that's all i'm saying wow i never thought of it like that yeah It's a great way to think about it. And we might put that on the poll. Are you excited that 2023 is the year of Pedro Pascal? But The Last of Us, uh, you said that they're they're kind of servicing both parties, those that have played the video game and those that haven't. I'm someone that was always interested in the video game, but I couldn't play it. Uh, So I'm actually really enjoying not knowing anything at all about it, coming into this blind and just kind of enjoying the storyline, but then also seeing... Uh, how they're kind of doing callbacks to the video game and seeing how much that means to the people that the game means so much to. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, I'm also intrigued because it's like, okay, well, it's kind of like the walking dead where you've got the, the storyline already laid out in the comics. So you kind of had an idea of what was going to happen. It seems like the last of us is is sticking pretty close to how things happen. They might change things up just a little bit though. Uh, are you at, all worried about that aspect where it's like okay I know that this is gonna happen so why should I watch it uh, no personally for me because I still
1: really don't know all of the story I just know some of the main things but I don't know the in between stuff and clearly after watching this last episode episode three uh, it's very clear that they're not always going to go in the direction of the game they're gonna they're gonna veer off and that's kind of how The walking dead kept me in ties because I was reading the comics along with the show and so i kind of knew when things were coming up i see a character I'm like oh my gosh i know what's gonna happen or i think hey this guy's gonna die because i've read the comics and then it takes the other turn i'm like okay so i feel like i can watch and do both of these things and it not be ruined either one of them's not ruined for me almost right. like alternate timelines, something like that and it's good and i also found myself lately because of the show uh watching my carbs more because mm-hmm. even we made breakfast and page like i wish i had some toast like if we ate toast and it was the last of us today to start of the virus right. we'd be dead
0: so we eggs and a good a good reason to go on an atkins diet maybe a no carb right kind of diet watch the last of us and get scared of some sort of yeast uh, that might be poisoning right. a population which spoiler alert that's possibly what happened and uh I, I i won't mention what what you just held up in front of the camera but you said yeah that I, just, you said, I never even realized that you said things just a second ago and it sounded a lot like Rick Grimes, whenever he said, I'm doing stuff, things, talking about stuff and things and veering off, like you mentioned earlier, I'm really wrapping up this whole section that you just completed into a very, uh-huh. I would say, not very well done transition. Right? But are, are you feeling any Marvel burnout? Because this is something, this is the next topic, right? A lot of people... Yeah. Kind of like what The Walking Dead happened where they they get to that Negan storyline. Something happens and they're like, the fan base is like, okay, I think I'm out. I'm I'm good. I don't need to watch this anymore. With Marvel, I'm hearing that as they veer into the multiverse, right? People are starting right. to say, I think I'm out. And I'm the type of person that any Marvel movie that's come out in the past 10 years, I'm there first weekend. They they got me, and I've said that many times on this podcast. But I'm worried as we go into some of these next now, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm excited to watch. It looks really good. Oh my the, it looks the guardians sediment. are the best. They're absolutely great. but but I went and saw the multiverse of madness back last year, and I was like, this is way too much CGI, and I'm seeing the mm-hmm. trailers for the new Ant-Man uh movie that's coming out, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And I'm getting that same feeling that I had walking out of Multiverse of Madness where I was like, they need to go back to actual settings because I know it's a lot cheaper to set up these motion background things and it's state-of-the-art technology, but I'm worried about that and I'm worried about not having consequences in some of these Marvel movies coming up. Um, but I'm excited to see a lot of different characters. So there's, I'm, I'm kind of at a crossroads. And whenever I say that, that just means that any Marvel movie that comes out, I'm still going to see it. But what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Uh, you know, the lately, besides uh,
1: No Way Home, right? Spider-Man, Tobin Gore. I mean, all of that was awesome. I've really, really, my interest in Marvel was, has really gone downhill since Endgame. Just the like you said, the CGI, all there's so many characters. And I know we did spend a lot of time with all those characters that went through Infinity War. But it also feels like we, they still felt in this of them still felt new that are gone. And there's just so much they're going into. It. And it's just the fact that this is the problem with our era. There's no end in sight for any of this stuff. Because the people that make money don't want to see him. That's why when I look at my bookshelf and I see J.R.R. Tolkien's works, The Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I get so excited because I love, I've grown my appreciation for stories that have a beginning and an end go great, that there's a journey and you see it and you put see the bow on it and, you, and you're and you almost happy that it's never going to get touched, go further. And also that those movies are all, uh, there's very little CGI and they did a lot of on location stuff. But then nowadays it's just stuff about there. When I was a kid, I felt like there are so many series that I really wanted to see continue so I could see what would have happened next. But now as I'm older, I appreciate the bow. That's wrapped up on some story, so I can just be like, "That's what it is, and it's over with," and I can appreciate that story. Whereas with these franchises now, it's just they just cannot get themselves to put the like, they can't they can't put themselves down. You know, like mm. a puppy dog that's sick. They just you, you gotta put it down sometimes. You know, it's yeah. not morbid. It's life. It's sick. All right, you put don't, the thing down.
0: You don't want to, but it, it's what's best, right? You don't
1: pay the vet all that money. Do it yourself. That's so much okay. money.
0: Well, and and let I, I know that you're talking metaphorically, so we'll continue uh, w- with that note. But I, I think that you have a point because whenever you watch a movie, you want to see how it ends, right? Same, same thing with, I, I think whenever I go to a concert, I'm the most excited about that last part because it's always the best, right? But whenever you go see a movie nowadays, it's not ending, it's just setting up the next part. Kind of like what we were touching on with the problem with The Walking Dead. And you know, this is all kind of interweaving up until this point. The next two topics, it won't, I don't think. But there's a little bit of Marvel burnout for sure. And I think you haven't seen that yet, but because they're still doing great ticket sales, there are a lot of people like me who are just gonna keep giving them their money. But at the same time, those last like you mentioned the last couple of movies maybe besides the last spider-man i haven't come out of the movie theater and been like i really liked that that was really good and it's a little bit because it's not just like you open the book and close it the book's been open since you know 2008 and you have to like you just sit back down and continue to read the book you almost wish that they could make stories that are a little bit more like a here's the front here's the back and it goes with the next book's coming, right? But you have to finish this one before you get to that one. Now it just kind of right. seems like it's just a continual, large, you know, like one of those books that you would see in a, in, a, in an old movie where they are looking, maybe like Harry Potter, right? Where you see all like the spell mm-hmm. book or or whatever these. And there's another movie series that just won't stop, right? Because Harry Potter, they did a Can't good stop, job. Can't stop, won't stop. And They were like, wait, we stopped making money off of those or we're not making as much right. as we'd like. Let's add Fantastic Beasts and now that'll go on for however Ugh, They're terrible. Uh, don't get started on it.
1: Is the era of superheroes over? Have we have we just over-exhausted superheroes in the last couple decades?
0: You know what that's I mean? Good, like That's a good question because I remember as a kid, it was just Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man movies for the most right, part. An
1: occasional Superman movie. Yeah. And then the, maybe some Batmans. And that's that's right. It's just a couple of mainline people.
0: The X-Men had, had a good series, had a good yeah. thing going. But now it's just like they're looking into the, forgive me for my strong language, the butt cracks of these comic book mm-hmm. stories. And they're like, oh, here is uh, a penguin that can read minds. Let's throw $80 million at it and let's put a movie out. Marvel presents mind reading penguin and it and it'll make a ton of money because it has the marvel sequence at the beginning of it but you might you might be right i i'm going to be interested to see because of course it's it's an exponential growth so far and and it might be slowing down as far as like the ticket sales and the popularity of superheroes but 10 years from now do we look back and see like oh wow marvel really plunged dc even though they're trying to do some new stuff they really took a turn for the worst. That'll be interesting to see. And all you need to know will still be around 10 years from now. So we'll, we'll cover that. We'll cover that. base. But moving on from the Marvel burnout, I want to mention, and this was actually almost the topic of the show, the main topic, cold uh-huh. rain and snow. Now you mentioned earlier that oh. the reason why you were able to do this is because, you know, you're, you're a little bit flexible right now because this area Got hit with like a wintry mix. And it's not snow, really. It was more of a cold rain, sleet, ice kind of thing. Uh, And people just don't know how to travel on roads whenever there's ice or snow on them. So cold rain and snow. What does that mean to you? Uh, Cold rain
1: is a very negative thing to me. Snow is a very positive thing Mm. to me. Cold rain is just a little bit more dangerous. There's not really any fun to be having it. I mean, you can sled on a cold rain, uh, but the the risk reward of hitting the ground is difficult. There's no snowballs, there's no snowman. It's a little bit more dangerous to just walk. Like you know, you think about snow, like maybe driving on that could be dangerous, but usually just walking, and just you're just worried about getting your feet wet. Oh, this ice! I mean, you're slipping and a sliding in a
0: in a not a good timing. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, well put.
1: I just that kind of hit me. I'll be yeah. I'm a little impressed myself.
0: Right my my girlfriend today fell down. Uh, she oh, was walking. No. This, is, this is a true story. She was walking on a sidewalk and I walked down on the stairs first and then walked on the sidewalk and I said, hey, this is really slick. Be careful. And she said, okay. And I turned around and maybe three seconds later she fell down. And I wasn't upset at her but we got into a conversation if someone tells you to be careful are you more careful than you would have been because Mm. i know that she wasn't i know she wasn't trying to fall down but i expected her to be even more careful because i told her to and then she immediately fell down now was it my fault because i put it in her mind to be more careful and then she kind of froze and 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 the confidence waver yeah. Did she have
1: confidence to not fall down? I and mean, then when you said that, you may think, well, should I be more worried than what I am? You're right skill set to sleep right. you know, the same thing happened this morning. I was going to go eat breakfast uh, and I got paid up, you know, you know, with school. We're doing school stuff. But then I was like, let's go eat breakfast. And I'm not kidding. She took one step out, touched the sidewalk and her foot maybe slid a little bit. She said, nope, I'm not going. Went back inside hmm. because she said, I'll fall. And I said, well, OK, you can fall. Just get back up after you fall. It's mm-hmm. not like, yeah. And I think in yeah. her mind, she seems that falling is the equivalent to death. I don't know. But in her mind, there's like no world where she can fall and just get back up and keep trucking.
0: But so what we didn't had any
1: breakfast this morning.
0: except a good for mantra, though, right? If you fall, just get right back up. And, of course, that's what, that's what Brianna did, my girlfriend. She fell down and God she sweet. laughed and then she got right back up. So there wasn't like any sort of like, ow, woe is me. She was like, oh my gosh, I fell down. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't like, I wasn't pumped that she fell down. I asked her, I was like, are you sure. okay? Uh, I helped did you her giggle out. Though did you giggle a little bit? I actually did not giggle. I, I'm proud to say that I didn't giggle. It's very easy to giggle when you see somebody fall down, especially if they like struggle falling down, right? Like they kind of try to bigger. save themselves a little bit. Well, I, you know, and there's I like a tuba me. noise in the night Yeah, we won't we won't bring uh, weights or, or tubas into the conversation. But it is interesting that cold rain and snow can disrupt so much because there are areas right. of the world where that's just completely normal. And it's funny because I went up to Green Bay, Wisconsin about a year ago, a little over a year ago, and there had been snow on the ground for four weeks and people are just driving around. You know, there's a little ice here and there, no problem, right? Because that's oh, they're used to it. They know how to handle it. But here, because I guess it in, in the Western Kentucky area, because it doesn't happen as often anymore, people are just like, oh my god, I have no idea how to drive. We just don't have the money. We
1: don't put our money into road care and stuff because let's well, say it goes a whole year in Kentucky, it doesn't snow, you just blew all that tax dollar. Not hmm. saying so they don't blow their money tax dollars and other things don't get me started this is not about government
0: right no, but yeah, I it's like not a political um and it probably doesn't help that the the road department for our local county uh their building burnt down i think two years ago uh so that probably didn't help that set them back because that all the snow plows and all the stuff that they had probably uh just kind of went to waste like you said taxpayer dollars yeah. but cold rain and snow I, I feel the same way snow bring it on let's do it because you can still drive whenever there's snow on the ground but whenever you, you shovel get, it Whenever you get the cold rain and the ice and the sleet mixed in, that's whenever it gets a little tricky. Now, transitioning from that, anytime there is cold rain and snow, cold rain or snow, cold rain, ice, mm. whatever it is, I listen to a song by the Grateful Dead. Do you know what that song's called? Uh, Grateful Dead is not Garth
1: Brooks or Ed Sheeran. So, no, you're going to have to enlighten me.
0: The song is called cold rain and snow oh yeah okay sorry and, and no I, I didn't expect you to know that but it is a really fun why did you ask me that's no a one. big pet peeve of mine hey i didn't set you up that wasn't a setup okay? you did i mean you just wanted me to look like an idiot no
1: of all 40 people listening to this. yeah 40, be the 45, 45. no one's gonna respect me
0: 45 respect thank me you me so up. much um but Cold Rain and Snow by The Grateful Dead. It's a great little tune. Um, And what I like about The Grateful Dead is that they proved that you don't have to sing well in order to be a band. And I think that that's a really good thing to have. Like that confidence that you're talking about walking in, you know, walking on the ice. Right. We were talking about confidence wavering and here's a group of guys that started in the 60s so they were they were playing maybe even rivaling the Beatles right and there are still members of that band playing together right in a in a band called Dead and Company led by my man John Mayer now this is the last year of their tour right they, the Dead and Company has been touring for probably the last i'd like to say 6 6 to 8 years Okay. Maybe eight's wrong, probably six, closer to six. It's been great. And it's given a whole new generation a look into the Grateful Dead. And now that, that they've announced this is their last tour, right? People are upset and they're wondering, is it going to continue on? Now, I know that you only listen to Garth Brooks and Ed Sheeran, but right, I like the idea of a band living on forever right because it's easy music nowadays you can just go and find an album and oh i'm gonna listen to this and then you could pass it on like whenever you have kids like hey this is one of my favorite albums they listen to it and maybe that album continually gets passed on but one thing that's rare is for your granddad to go see a band in concert and then he's like oh yeah that was great and then you can go see that band in concert. Now it might not be that exact same band, but it's that exact same vibe. It's the exact same uh, approach, right? And I like that idea. So, someone that's kind of foreign to the Grateful Dead, how does that make you feel? What do you? What, do you, what are your initial reactions to what I just said? Uh, I'll be honest. I like got insanely lost
1: for a second. You're saying Grateful Dead was the name. Now it's the Super Dead. What is it? What's the new one?
0: Well, they're not. Well, one of the guys, there. Jerry Garcia, was a lead lead uh, guitarist and singer. Uh, and singer is uh-huh. in air quotations there. Cause like I said, they weren't great singers. He had a microphone. But, he yeah. talked in a loud voice. Jerry was a little bit better than the, the main singer and guitarist that's live now, whose name is Bob Weir. Right. But Jerry passed away. We Weir? Weir? Bob Weir. Weir. W E I R I think is how you is how you spell okay. it. So they basically now you can't you can't replace Jerry Garcia, right? Cuz he's a legend, but they brought in John Mayer and then there was another member of the band that that passed away and they brought in someone else. So now it's the band is called Dead and Company. So it's like the Grateful Dead that are still alive and then and company were added. Gotcha. Yeah. And so someone that's never listened to them, someone that doesn't have a lot of knowledge on them, but I just kind of described that the band has been playing since the 60s, right? Which Uh that being said, I believe the Rolling Stones are still the Rolling Stones and they've been playing since the 60s. But if if they decide to stop touring, then the music stops, right? Right. The Grateful Dead have said, okay, maybe there's a way where even though we might not live on, the music can never stop. The music never stops, which is a song by the Grateful Dead. I see what you're doing here. Not trying to put a lot of Grateful Dead, you know, puns and, and music and, and trivia onto you, but I like that idea. That's what I'm asking. Do you like that idea of like, oh, I went and saw them in college in 1970, and then the great-grandson sees them in college, in 2023, I feel like you're just describing iCloud
1: right now, isn't it? The whole permissive iCloud, Did you just don't store it in the cloud; it lives forever. I mean, you're saying that I'm. I mean, I could technically, if everyone on this dead people was dead, I mean, I know that's a, a very punny thing. uh How could I? I could never see them in person because in I could watch recordings. I could listen to their albums. Uh, but other than that, I'll never experience a live concert. Yet. Well, the Holograms one thing. Drake apparently has potentially done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess I don't. Is it the same? Or we just we just gotta we just gotta live and let love, and just be like, hey, it is what it is.
0: See, uh, the the cool part is that a lot of people there have been people that were young enough, right, to see the dad whenever they were touring originally, and now they're seeing this version of the Grateful Dead, which is Dead and Company, like I mentioned earlier, and they're like, the vibe, the atmosphere is still here. It's still here. It feels like the same Okay, as it I was feel like years ago.
1: I finally get what you're saying. It's like, what if this band, instead of this band being gone, they slowly almost, it's almost like the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. Alright, you have the Avengers and over time you are integrating these younger Avengers into one day, all the Avengers will be dead. But the Avengers are still going to exist. It's going to be different people, and they're still going to be doing the same job, but they may have different powers, different storylines. But as, as you know, time goes on, we continue the Avengers. Uh, so it's almost like what you're saying. is like that band is always going to stick around, and the type of music and the genre and the vibe, it's going be different people going through it. I'm trying to think of something that really sounds similar. It's almost like uh, how movies and shows today are just like getting different directors for different episodes or different seasons. Like it's the same yeah. show. I think it'll deliver flavor every episode or something.
0: Not to get I'm, too. Do you, th-
1: do you see that? I'm
0: trying to get a bow sure. around. Yeah, all yeah, this yeah. I, I get stuff? it. I get it. I get it. I can yeah. do stuff too. And we we've got just a couple minutes here, but I think it's kind of like the ship of Theseus, right? And I don't want to get oh, too philosophical, gosh. right? But the, the ship of Theseus is if you take a ship and you maybe start to slowly repair it and you take boards away from it and replace it with new boards once you remove all the original boards and you built another ship with those original boards is the ship of theseus the one that you've been repairing and is still you know sailing or is it the one that was is made out of all of the old boards that um, that made up the original ship of theseus now i don't want you to answer that question but that's kind of the vibe with with dead company right could they continue to make different variations of the band? Because they've got they've got enough consumers there that would go and see them in concert. So they're saying this is their last tour this summer, but is it really? And could they just continue it on forever where they're playing in 2072, uh, opening up at Wrigley Field or something like that, right? I believe that they could do that, but you have to think like, at what point does it stop or does it have to? Mm. Good and that question. all that all comes back from cold rain and snow right which is what we were talking about earlier a lot of the the you know the areas dealing with cold rain and snow and that gives them time to kind of sit around and binge stuff if they needed to they could watch marvel movies but they might be getting burned out of that so they might like to watch the last of us which is a new show that's kind of come out and, and people are really liking and they like the zombie apocalypse vibe and maybe they like that because they started out watching the walking dead right and it all right. comes back together like that. And your Ship
1: of Thesis quote was from a Marvel TV show as well. Sure. Yeah.
0: You, you could go ahead and, and round that in. Everything comes back full circle. And that's where we're going to end this episode. That, as much as I originally thought that these topics didn't deserve their own episode, I think we maybe could have separated them out. Uh, absolutely. There's a lot to unpack here. I didn't even need to talk about episode three of The Last of mm-hmm. Us. Just... Yeah. And I'm glad. And I'm honestly glad that you didn't because I'm afraid of what you would say.